Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. Let's join Pastor Paul Carlson for today's message. So what we've been talking about for a few weeks here is changing our mind. I love that song we sang this morning. It's a Gunger song, and, and he says, in, our, in the way we sing it is, you made me new, you are making me new. Does that sound funny? You made me new, and you're making me new. Sounds like two different things. Well, that's the truth of it, isn't it? You see, one time you, got, you prayed and you said, Jesus, be my Lord, come and live in me. Bam, you got made new. But then there's this process that we're all in that's called being, is making me new. And what that is, is it's getting our heads to think like our hearts. You see, transformation comes. Transformation, the kind of transformation that Jesus had up on the Mount of Transfiguration where he began to shine like the sun. That kind of stuff happens in our lives as we begin to renew our minds. You know, and Romans said, you know, to renew our minds. And, and it says that you'd be transformed. You'd be transfigured by renewing your minds. And, and renewing your minds is, 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 you know, it doesn't really hurt. But what it is, is it's beginning to think different. It's beginning to think like God thinks. It's beginning to find things in the Bible, in the Word of God, and say, hey, I'm going to change the way I'm thinking about life, about me, about my mate, about finances, about healing, about health, about depression, about freedom. I'm thinking different. And when you start thinking different, your head is lined up with your heart and it's like turning the valve on. You know how many know you got water pressure in your, in your house? There's like water, you know, in our house it's in a well and, and you know, everything working right. You turn the valve and you open up that thing and, and the water that's on the inside starts coming to the outside. And your head is like a valve and when it gets lined up with the word and starts thinking right, what's on the inside of you starts moving its way onto the outside. And when it gets, how many are glad, you know, I'm always glad there's water in the well. One time, we had to dig a new well. One time at our house, the well, in fact, we were in the middle of a Christmas party, and a bunch of you guys from church were over, and, and, and all of a sudden, the water quit working. And I'm thinking, oh, man. Well, we, had a, we, we found out we got a plumber come out the next week, and, and found out, you know, kind of got, went sporadic after that party. It went, like, through the weekend. We'd, sometimes you'd have it, and sometimes you didn't. And so by Monday, I had a plumber out there, and we had to dig a new well. well glory to God, I tell you what, we got a well in us that doesn't go dry. We got a well on the inside of us. Jesus said, man, you won't ever hunger your thirst, because there's a well in you. There's a well in you that springs forth with life. But how many know sometimes you can clog up the well? And sometimes, even, even in a perfect system, you just have the faucet turned off. But what I'm telling and what we're talking about is that if we could turn the faucet of our head on, the life that's in us will start to come out. Okay? Hallelujah. So in Isaiah 26, verse 3, I'm going to just give you this. It says, uh, he'll keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because we trust in him. He said this, you know, the Bible has so much to say about our thinking, has so much to say about our minds. I mean, getting born again, man, that's, that's, you know, it's simple for us. It was hard for Jesus. I mean, he endured it all. But for our part, all we do is receive it. And bam, we're born again. We got life in us. Our spirits are recreated. You know, we're new creatures in Christ. 
But then there's this process of changing our mind. And, and here it says this, if we can get our minds fixed on Jesus, if we can get our minds fixed on him, it says we'll walk in peace. You guys want to walk in peace? Today and maybe next week and the days after, walk in peace. Well, here's the key that Isaiah said is if we can get our minds fixed on Jesus. You know, and that sounds really good. It sounds really, you know, churchy almost. But, you know, it's really practical. It's rubber meets the road stuff. It's like, hey, when the situations of life come up and they come up to all of us. They, you know, they might come up looking different to me than they come up looking different, you know, to you maybe sometimes. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes you just have different circumstances, but they're the situations of life, and they come up. And when they do, what our job is, is to put our minds on the finished work of Christ. Put our minds on what Jesus did and what he accomplished for us. And by doing so, we leave that place of chaos and we enter into a place of peace. Good preaching, Pastor Paul. You bet. Thank you. All right. James 1.5, it says this. In James 1.5, Pastor Stephen taught on this a, a few weeks ago, and it was tremendous. Uh, he had some crazy volunteer from the, the, the audience to come up and help him, and, 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 and you'd have to go back and look at the video to see what I'm even talking about. But uh, in James 1.5, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and abrades not, and it shall be given him. Now here James is talking about asking God. He's talking about breaking through, breaking out of our circumstances and breaking into this heavenly realm that's open to us and saying, hey, Lord, I need wisdom. And I, you may be asking him for, for wisdom or maybe you're asking him for health. Maybe you're asking him for, for peace of mind. But in this case, he says, this guy's asking for wisdom. He says, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and abrades not. Do you know what that means, abrades not? It sounds like a hairstyling trick, doesn't it? He abrades not, puts, I don't know, puts something. But, but what that really means is, is you can ask God for, in this case, wisdom. And it says he'll give to all men liberally. That means that there's not a shortage. The stuff that we need here on this earth, there's no shortage of in God's supply, okay? And he'll give it to, to, to a person liberally. He'll pour it on you. He's not a little dab will do you kind of God. He's the pour it until the cup overflows and it makes a mess. It gets on the tablecloth. That's how he is, you know? I mean, hey... But then it says this, he upbraids not. You know what that means? Basically, in, in, in Pastor Paul English, it means this. He won't make you feel dumb for asking. Did you ever ask anybody a question and they told you the answer, but when they told you the answer, they made you feel stupid? They made you feel like, well, what, what kind of a dummy are you? You don't know that? God doesn't do that. You're asking me for wisdom? Oh, man, can't believe it. All right, here you go. No, that's not how God does it. It's like he says, you want wisdom? All right. They give it to you. I'm pouring it on you. And he gives it to you like in, in ample supply. And he doesn't make you feel bad about it or dumb for asking. That is, that's a cool God quality, isn't it? I like that about him. I want to be like that. I want to be like that too. Um, it says, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. 
For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. It says that man, he shouldn't think that he'll receive anything of the Lord. That's a bummer. So you know what? There's a place of, of receiving from God, a place of faith that we need to, you know, any of us can be in it, but we've got to stay in it. You can't, you can't do this stuff one foot in and one foot out. You've got to go whole hog. You've got to breathe deep. You've got to take it all in, baby. Let not that man think he'll receive anything from the Lord because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. What is a double-minded man? Now, I know if you dig into the Greek of this, it actually brings out the thought of a, a person having two minds. Two minds. So what that would be is one minute their mind thinks one way and another minute their mind thinks another way. James called that being double-minded. And, and, and he said this, he says, wow, that is not the way to receive from God. In order to receive, in other words, a person has to be single-minded. They have to be focused. They have to have their mind set on Jesus. Is that okay? Hebrews chapter 12, just moving along here, changing our mind, changing our mind. We're looking and seeing the importance it is of what we think. We're seeing the importance now. Now, don't get all bent out of shape about this. God will work with each of us where we're at. You know that? You know, none of us are fully mature in every way. I hate to pop anybody's bubble. Some of you thought I was fully mature. Certainly, my family never thought that. But, but uh, you know, some of you who don't really know me might have thought that. Hey, I'm growing. Everyone is growing. And wherever you're at today, that whole thing in James comes into play. God doesn't make you feel stupid. But what God does is wherever you're at, he takes and he picks you up and he pulls you up higher. Okay? Wow. So in Hebrews chapter 12, this is a great one. See, all right. I'm going somewhere today. And I'm going to leave myself a few minutes to go there. But in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, he says, Wherefore, seeing also, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. My interpretation of that is this. People that die in the Lord and go to heaven, they enter that great cloud of witnesses. And, and I don't know everything they do up in heaven right now, but I know it's all really cool. And I know that it's, it's spectacular. And I know people that have been there and come back said none of them wanted to come back because it was so great once they got there. They said, Whoa. and some people have had to come back. And, and, and they said, wow, I didn't even want to leave. But, but somehow the Lord had something for them to do. But these people that are up there in heaven, they're the great cloud of witnesses, and they watch you and I down here on the earth running our race. And the writer of Hebrews said this, because we're surrounded about by such a great cloud of witnesses, he says, let's just throw off everything that holds us back in life. Let's just run our race 
with patience. Let's make it to the end. Because those people up in heaven, they're not concerned with natural things you, are, you and I are doing. They don't care what kind of coffee you drank this morning, even if you had coffee from the raw deal and you said, wow. Or even if you had a, 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 a chai tea or something. They don't care about that. They don't even care if your socks match. But what they care about is when we do something for God. They care about when we make decisions that are right in line with God's plan. And when they see us doing things like that, I just see it in heaven. They're going, yeah, go, 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 Dana, go, 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 Dana, go, 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 go. And Paul, Paul caught, or the writer of Hebrews here caught a vision of that, and he said, wow, those guys are up there watching us. Let's, do, let's just throw it all to the wind, and let's go for it. Let's go with gusto. And let's achieve everything God has for us. He says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And then in verse 3 it says, Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Is it possible to faint in your mind? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Really, you know what I'm talking about here this morning? You guys have ever read Mark 11:23? Have you ever come to, you know, you've come to this church a while. I'm sure you've heard that verse before. And, and Jesus said this verse, or he didn't say it. I'm going to speak a verse now, guys. No, but he, he was saying this stuff, and they wrote it down as a chapter and a verse. And, and in Mark 11:23, Jesus said this. He said, whosoever shall say to this mountain... Be removed and cast in the sea, and not doubt in his heart, but believe those things that he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. And you know, we talk about that, you know, from time to time, about how that there's mountain-moving faith living on the inside of us. And then in the next verse, it goes, and what things soever you desire. Did anybody ever desire anything? It says, what things soever you desire, when you pray, Believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Did you hear that? He said, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Did they put that up there? Did I do okay? Yeah, that's right. All right, so there is a time lap here, a lapse in time. So there's a point when a person prays, and according to Jesus' words here in Mark eleven twenty four, according to him, he says, when you pray, that is the very place that you believe you received them. And then he says, and you shall have them. Future tense. Present tense, you pray and you believe you receive it. Future tense, you shall have them. Did you all see that? So what I'm telling you here is that there is a time from when you pray and when you have. And when do you, believe, when do you believe you receive it? You see, the problem many people have is they think they believe they receive it when they have it. Okay? And that's not, that's not scripturally accurate. That's not according to Jesus' words. Jesus said, Jesus, how many know Jesus, Jesus was just a radical? He shook up people's thinking. He shook up people's lives. He said, anybody, in fact, he said this to Thomas. He said, anybody can believe 
they receive it when they have it. He said, I'm looking for people that can believe it before they see it. So when you pray, that's when you believe you receive it. You don't have any physical evidence of it. But over here, you got it. That's when, you know, that's when you have it. There is a time between when you have it and when you believe you receive it. And, and what Hebrews here is really talking about is in this journey in between, there's opportunity that we can faint in our minds. In other words, we can, like James, have two minds and think another way. And that will hinder the answer from coming in our lives. All right? Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit libertychristiancenter.org.